Yes, indeed. That music can only mean one of two things. What are those? (laughs) (laughs) That Danny Hupp is in your house somewhere, or that it's time for Like Trees Walking. In this case, I think it only means the latter. Although, that, Danny, if you're if you're here, if you're in our house, <laughs> reveal yourself. That is, of course, oh, be Danny theme song. The theme song to "Like Trees Walking." What is the name of the actual song? Do we? It, oh I, boy, it's on that's, my. It's on your. Um, I've labeled it now the theme, but that's not the that was not the really? original name of the song. Uh, that's a trivia that we'll get to later. This is. This is Like Trees Walking, of course. We've mentioned that already. I am Mike Nelson. I'm uh, David Berge. And this is a podcast. Um, what else can I tell you about it? Where we... Are we tossing the ball back and forth? Where we... <laughs> yeah, talk about the uh, the big, huge, important, universal, perennial questions uh, of faith and theology, philosophy, and culture. We do this from a Christian perspective. Uh, we welcome all comers. Our goal is to make you think, not necessarily to agree with us, though, of course, we're right. And we usually agree with each other um, on the big important things, though, sometimes. We don't. Uh, for example, Mike had the, do tigers uh, have sea ghosts? Yes. And we did that. T- I did do a poll. Is Mike onto something or on something? Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. It was a tie. <laughs> okay. And 50-50 split. Now, there was six votes in this poll, so um, the response was overwhelming, to say the least. But, um, yeah, so. Wow, I've really touched a nerve with that, obviously. The, <laughs> as they used to say, the switchboard was lighting up. It was, li- it was going crazy. That's not bad, though, actually. So thank you for everyone the, who participated. Look, to you three who, were, who said that I was on something, I, I assume they're... They're tweaking me here. Of course, I don't. I will. I, I want to talk to those people. Do we? Do we gather information on okay. our fans? I'll, I'll put an email. I'll, I'll tweet at Jack to see if he can send me that proprietary infor, private yes. information about people. Or if you just want to name yourself, uh, if you are one of those three people who said Mike's on to something, and you're reasoning why, um, feel free to engage with Mike in whatever your chosen medium is. Yeah. I, uh, I more than welcome it. Uh, and we do, we have a big topic today. And then, uh, as we often do, we, uh, we either quiz the pastor. Sometimes we quiz the, the host. What am I? Am I a host, a co-host? What am I? I'm just like a guy. I, we've never settled on no. that. <laughs> I'm a guy with some equipment. So sometimes uh, I will get quizzed. But today, pastor, feet to the fire. Ooh. We have a quiz uh, that sort of relates to our big topic, so let's get right to the big topic. Can I pose it to you, or would you rather frame it yourself? Why don't you pose it to me, and then if I don't like how you pose it, I'll just frame it the way <laughs> okay. I want to do it? How does that sound? Yeah, okay, let me pose it this way, and uh, I'm, I'm just going to guess that this is the good way, but you will tell me if it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you guys, you Christians claim... That uh, there is the, a one truth available, you know, through revelation of the Bible, through other means, through general revelation, etc. But uh, you can't agree on anything. Why are there so many denominations? If the, if it was all just so easy and cut and dried, there should just be one church, one true church throughout all of history, and you either join or you don't. But what is all of this fracturing? And fighting and splintering, and 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 uh, 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 schisming. What is this? Schism or schism? Uh, 
I've always heard schism. Uh, some people say, I, do some I, people say schism? Yes. Or do you hang around a lot with Snoop Dogg? Is that the problem? Schism. Shizzle, <laughs> sizzle. Uh, no, I, uh, I schism is, is as bad as Jif. So, oh, well, let's not get that started. <laughs> it's not as bad as uh, uh, Genghis Khan. Do you ever get... Confused? No, no one says Genghis oh, Khan. Yeah. Well, they? John Kerry famously did, but, but that is a... That is sort of an academic pronunciation of it. Genghis Khan. Genghis. Gen- I go with Genghis. Yeah. All day, every day. So, yeah, no, you pose that, um, I think, actually, brilliantly. You know, yeah, if, uh, if this, if Christianity is true and it's, you know about it through God, you know, natural revelation, sort of general revelation and a specific res- revelation through Jesus and the Bible, well, if that's so obvious, then everyone, you know, everyone who is Christian should agree on the same things, but yes. obviously we don't because there's, I don't know, you know, some crazy number. I mean, I think sometimes that, that you know, tens of thousands of denominations, I don't know if that's actually true, like how we're counting, you know, I haven't checked the methodology of how we're counting, but, you know, I, I've thrown tens that. Tens of thousands? Tens of thousands, yes, Mike. <laughs> yeah. I'd like 40 or 50,000. I've thrown that number out myself when it serves my purposes. <laughs> sure. But I'm, but I'm not like entirely convinced that it's true, but we're, that's, you know, neither, yeah, yeah. that's there's neither here nor there's a lot. Even yeah. if there's not 10,000, there's somewhere between, you know, <laughs> that and, 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 uh, you know, ten, like a thousand or something yes. like that. So there's a lot of denominations, undeniable, absolutely. So, so how, how can that be the case? And doesn't that undercut, uh, the credibility yeah. of, of the claims of the Christian. And uh, so my short answer, uh, and then I'll get to my real answer, um, just repent and submit to the Pope. So uh, if, you, <laughs> if you just do that, you got the one, you know, you're, you're in the one true church. So um, right. Right. I'm, I'm being snarky there, because um, obviously I'm a Protestant pastor. So I, I have not, I have repented, but I have not submit myself to the... Uh, to the Pope. So Torquemada <laughs> did not get you to confess. Exactly. And so I'm going to just acknowledge, I'm going to start out by acknowledging um, the, that there is a, a, there is a scandal of division within, um, within the Christian church, particularly where that division is completely arbitrary and totally unnecessary. And so um, it's understandable and explicable and, and America is an interesting case. Um, but maybe it's the case that kind of you know proves uh, proves the rule. But I will say so. It is real. It is a scandal. However, kind of on the front end, there is even between the different denominations, um, there is a kind of on very essential theological beliefs. There is um, a very core uh, consensus. I would say universal consensus. Um, so when we're t- let's talk about the big streams of Christianity. You know, Roman Catholicism. Uh, Eastern Orthodoxy and, you know, Protestantism, uh, which is, that's, you know, a very diverse, (laughs) a very diverse uh, category. But within those, you know, there's basically universal agreement over the, we would call it the doctrine of God. So that God is Trinity. So God is one, uh, one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The doctrine of God, that's a, that's a major, you know, the identity of this God who we worship, that's, a point of consensus. Um, and I'd say there's universal consensus on the person of Christ. So Christ, so we have the doctrine of God. We have Christology. That's that's mm-hmm. what it's called within 
um, theological parlance that that Christ is uh, fully divine and fully human, that he is the person who is of ultimate significance in terms of um, salvation. So his life and his death and his resurrection are um, are the fulcrum, the turning point of uh, of of history, cosmic history, salvation history. So Christology. And no one is out on any of these points yet. No, we I mean, have so, so far all of them: the Greek it, ortho- the the Orthodox, the Roman Catholics, the Protestantism. As again, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so you know, what do you do with the, of that? What do you do with the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Mormons and the? Okay, you know, uh, that's yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we we we. We're not getting there yet, okay? No, or we not might there. not even get there in, in this podcast. But just to say, so far, yeah, we're all still in the, uh, like, if you're kicking people out of the, uh, <laughs> if you're kicking people out of the circle, at this point, on, on these two major points, we're already all in. And in fact, uh, on the Bible, as, so, and now, the books that should be in that Bible, there's some debate, although... Let's be honest, the Apocrypha, like, no one reads it, and it's not very important right. anyways. <laughs> okay? Yes. With all due respect, the, the, 29, or the 39 books in the Old Testament, the 27 in the New, comprising the 66 books that are universally acknowledged by Eastern Orthodox, Roman Catholic, uh, and Protestants, so the Bible as, um, as, the, as God's self-disclosure to us, as, as a... Um, you know, witness to God's self-revelation and as the kind of standard of faith, doctrine, and conduct, uh, we got that right we're there. Still we're still all together. We're still all together. We're still, <laughs> still holding hands. We've still got the Bible. And in fact, you know what? We're going to do some special stuff with water and bread and wine. We're going yeah. to call those things sacraments. So these are ways um, that God communicates His grace to us. So I'm talking about the Lord's Supper or Communion or Eucharist and baptism as this rite of initiation into the life of the Church. Uh, we're all still on board in terms mm-hmm. of saying, not ac- actually on board totally with how we do those things and sure. what they yeah, mean, yeah. but that we do those things and they're important things to do in the life of the Big Church. general category, we're still there. Big general category, we're all still on board. Yeah. And so I've just named um, uh, a bunch of stuff. That if you were across, you know, um, if a Martian space tra- time traveler, there'd be a space traveler by definition, but a time traveler, you know, went, sure. went you know, to uh, Jerusalem in the year, you know, 35, and then went to, uh, you know, Constantinople in, in the year 900, and then went to Germany in, in the year, you know, 1550, and then to Africa in, in, you know, 1960 and Latin America and 2000, I'm covering you know, all the decades, they'd see these very diverse groups of people um, doing these same things and uh, believing these same things, claiming these same beliefs and doing these same, the same things. Looking a lot different, of course. Yes. Just a, a exterior look, just, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, it, so in that sense, there is a ton of, um, there's a ton of, of diversity in the distinctions between what particular, I guess, strands of Christianity believe are important, but those universals that are held, um, I think it's remarkable that across time, space, and culture, those core elements have been preserved. God, Jesus, the Bible, and sacraments, basically, I would say. Are okay, but, but back to my challenge. What? what about the rest of it? Why can't we all just solidify something, and we just all do it, and we all... 
That's, I mean, it should be clear. Again, it should be clear in this book that you all agree on. How, how clear does it need to be? Uh, like 100% uniformity, 99 if, if there's any disagreement, is that a problem? Um, I, you should be able to figure that out yourself. <laughs> so I just don't know what the standard of agreement is in terms of undermining or not undermining. I, I would say that, uh, um, that this is one of the... Uh, I guess that one of the geniuses of the Christian faith is that it, you know, it's, I'd say that it's only possible to sort of have a strict 100% uniformity if it belongs to only kind of one cultural location, you know, that you have to keep preserving. Um, yeah. But as the Christian message moves into new places and new cultures and new historical moments, that the form that it takes... Um, that it, it can change. And so that's what uh, missiologists, so people who study the transmission of Christianity and the spread of Christianity talk about. Um, it has this, it, there's this indigenizing principle and pilgrim principle within the Christian faith. So the pilgrim principle is it's never, Christianity never sits quite perfectly well within a particular culture or people. Um, and so it, it's always going to be challenging and butting up against that culture. And then there's an indigenizing principle, which means that each and every culture can find its own way within this kind of core, these core doctrines that, uh, and practices that have persisted across time um, of expressing those in its, in its belief and its worship. Um, so I'd say it's actually part of the genius of Christianity. Uh, it's, it's a feature and not a bug that, that there is, um, that there is a uh, diversity of doctrine and of teaching and of emphases and, and such. So it, it doesn't bother me, I guess. I've I've kind of always just my personal view. I've always felt the same that this is a strength in that people are taking this very seriously, and so when points of disagreement come up, and that your your commitment to certain things, even what other people on the outside would consider minutia, causes a change in you or something in you to say, no, I, I have to make a stand on this point, and if that leads to you know, small splits or even larger ones, it, it, there is something about it that we're, we're taking this very, very seriously. And I don't see that as a negative other than just like, look, who cares, man? We all agree, ah, blah, blah, be nice to each other, and now we'll just do whatever. You know, that, that doesn't seem a better <laughs> way to do it from, from my perspective. Just, yeah, sort of, uh, uh, it would be a very dull creed that everyone agreed to and wouldn't have much power. Yeah, like, yeah. like you said, be nice, you know, yeah, be good. We all agree on the same things. You know that that whole view from the, from the outside. Well, yeah, but that's not true, and, and and I think that is a strength, and I think there's a vitality in that, even if sometimes, like you say, there's a scandal to it. Of we should be able to to do this. We should be united in some way. We all sense that we should be. But is this part then of our flawed human nature and so. ability to comprehend God's message and to, you know. Uh, take it in the spirit in which he wants us to have it that we can't fully comprehend. Yeah, and I, I think that when I talk about like the the scandal of it, I mean, I think even of in, in the we were on the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. Yeah, right. So we wouldn't have. I mean, yeah, we wouldn't have the uh, denominational diversity without uh, without the Reformation. I mean, you had the split between basically you know Roman Catholicism and Eastern. Orthodoxy um, and the Church of the the oft neglected and forgotten Church Church of the East, uh, but you know that like that you 
and the um, and the Coptic, you know, you had mm, some splits. Yeah. Even in in very early Christianity, you had um, some fragmentation. Uh, but uh, you know, with within Protestantism itself, you know, Luther the obviously is the the, the you know major gigantic looming figure. But as as his message of reform spreads to places like France and then the the, the Netherlands, the Lowlands, um, like there comes this moment of, you know, disagreement over, and I'm not going to get in the weeds too much for the purposes of this podcast, but there's a little bit of disagreement over what is, how actually is Christ present in the Lord's Supper? And like they couldn't come to an agreement. So you have the Lutheran world and the reform, what's called the reformed world. Uh, They couldn't come together on that point. And that caused what has been basically a permanent split to this point. And I think that was totally unnecessary, actually from a theological uh, perspective. And so it, it reveals the way things went down revealed basically pr- human pride. Yeah. Um, and it's like the, the inability to come to a, to, to come to agreement at that moment just reveals that, that some of this exists because of, yeah, Christians are not perfect people and um, our movement is not perfect. Our churches are not perfect. And so as much as they reveal God's glory, um, we have this treasure in clay jars. And so our fragmentation reveals uh, just how much we are jars of clay and have have feet of clay too, even even um, the great leaders uh, within Christian history. So yeah, that's a, a, a when I think of the scandal of division, I think of un- unnecessary divisions, worthless divisions, pointless um, divisions. And, uh, and one of the challenges going forward is is finding is claiming what we have in common um, just as much as we might dispute over things that we don't have in common, which are also interesting. I would also throw this challenge to people who throw this back at people who look at the divisions within the church as, and, uh, and make that criticism is think of every human institution of the, you know, the size or scope. Think of even a smaller one. Think of any human organization of humans. Has it ever gone perfectly smoothly does it run without any disagreement, division, splits, rancor? And then think of, okay, but but the church should have been smooth and perfect. There there are versions of that. They're terrifying. <laughs> they're, they're obviously being controlled and in scary, scary ways. I'm talking about a terrifying cults that, you know, uh, command your obedience or kill you yeah. or whatever. So there, there is only the two examples uh, on earth, at least. And so the church, because it's still made up of flawed and sinful human beings, still can't, you know, you would be terrified of a church that was one unified, smooth column of believers who walked around with glassy eyes all saying the same thing. This would not be appealing to you, is all I'm saying, to the outsider. <laughs> yeah, that, not one bit. It would not be compelling. It would be oppressive. And then that's one of the, um, you know, when we talk about, I sort of joke, when we talk about the Reformation and everyone's doing their think pieces on it, you know, here that it's 500th anniversary, like just, you know, the, because of the Reformation, we have fill in the blank. You know, people, it's kind of a, it's sort of an easy thing to blame for modernity and individualism and capitalism, you know, X, Y, or Z. But what the Reformation did introduce was um, a degree of, it began to introduce a degree of choice and freedom when it came to belief in society and and your religious beliefs and the religious community to which you belonged. So one of the great legacies of 
um, the Protestant Reformation as it relates to Christianity is this world where you are free to believe or not to believe and not, you know, uh, be thrown in jail or, you know, have the Inquisition because of that. I mean, that's one of the great... It's sort of Pandora's box maybe in a certain way, but I would not want to live in the opposite world. No, um, and I think most most people would not either. Yeah, so we could say, yeah, there's the one true church, and we all believe the same things, and those who don't, well, he's over on the rack over there. You know, know, that did happen in the past uh, uh, um, uh, to the great, you know, heretics in the medieval world. You know, that would would happen to you, so we don't live in that world. So why don't we believe all the same things? Because um, in God's grace, there was the Reformation, and um, we have this degree of freedom. Use it wisely. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Wrapping it up, or is that it? That's all I got. Okay, good. Well, uh, we will be back in just a little bit. We're going to take a little break, and then we have a—it's just a its a, a moderate quiz of 10 questions, but it's about—well, um, I'll explain it when we get back. Oh, do teaser. Your it's, uh, I took the quiz. I didn't do too bad on it, but I will be mangling a bunch of pronunciations, and that's a I teaser can't for wait. you oh. when, when we get back right after this. Hey everyone, it's Pastor Dave here. Uh, I want to encourage you, admonish you, adjure you. Please, please, we are at 38 reviews still. We are, we are, we are stuck. So if you could help us move the needle by rating us and reviewing us in uh, Apple Podcasts, that would be fantabulous. Something else you could do that would be great is click subscribe wherever you listen to this. Uh, we had our best month by far last month. It was so exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, like a thousand more people subscribing that month than any than than have. So you're subscribing, you're spreading the word is is making a huge difference. So we are so excited um, to be reaching more and more people with this conversation that we think is important to hear. Of course, you can find all the old episodes at um, liketreeswalkingpod.com. There you can sign up for the old newsletter, uh, which we do occasionally send out with some nice uh, insider goodies uh, for you guys who support. You can follow us uh, on Twitter at Michael J. Nelson or at David underscore Berge or at LTWpod. And I think we are full 280 characters for each one of those accounts. So, um, so much rich dialogue can take place. Uh, but no, thank you so much for listening, um, for your support, for your feedback. Uh, it, it means the world to us. So let's get back to the show and this quiz and Mike's poor pronunciation. Thank you, Pastor. We're back. We're back with Like Trees Walking. Hopefully you learned something in the first part. The learned pastor stroked his chin and gave us some wisdom. I did. It was a big dose of it. A healthy but, dose. But if somehow you manage to tune into podcasts in the middle of them, I don't know how you'd do that, but go back and listen to the first part. It was on it was on denominations and why are there so many Christian denominations? Come on, you people, get it together. And the pastor explains why in the first half. If you're listening, you knew that already, but this is called resetting <laughs> in radio and in podcasting. I'm resetting. Uh, but it's time for the quiz. And yes. I was talking to you off air and I realized we just, I've really been slacking it on coming up with themes. We used to have the lightning round theme. Like every show, there was a new theme song for themes, the lightning round. And that just kind of, I don't know, we trailed off on it. But I, It's like when you're dating and you really want to impress the yeah. person when you first meet and then and then you start like coming out in your cut off like jorts and... Exactly. <laughs> and You've already done... You just turn your underwear inside out and... 
You've done that, haven't you? <laughs> no, I've never. Well, only uh, only in cases of sheer necessity. I will say, I'll, I will tell this one little story. You don't have to shoo the kids from the room. I will be talking about underwear, and it's it's slightly, very, very mildly scatological, but, but you'll understand. It's not even scatological. It's not. But tell me more. <laughs> my uh, my boys, when they were getting to the age. Where they were getting a little older, and they would be with older cousins. I won't name this person. He might listen. I don't know. But uh, we all stayed at a hotel for a wedding, and I walked into their room, which was like my boys, and then their older you know, boy cousins, and it was just a wreck of a room. Just mm-hmm. a wreck. My boys just sleeping on piles of clothes and, and filth and all of this stuff. I'm like, how did you? It's been a day, you know? And it was just gross. And the, uh, the their older cousin, the caretaker, woke up and said, oh, hey, Uncle Mike, and uh, blew his nose into a pair of underwear next to him. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I'm leaving. I'm out. Of- Oh my gosh! Uh, this is the kind of squalor they were living in. So, but you, you know, it's a wedding; it's short lives. So I just shut my eyes, forgot what had happened, and just walked away. Well, that was that didn't even need any that needed. Well, I just I don't want you know. It's, there's probably some people cringing. It wasn't as bad as it's. He did it for humor, but it was also you know, it did chase me. It, it, also... it was a room clearer. Let's just say that. <laughs> Anyway, the point being, we're trying to sharpen things up, not blow our nose in our underwear and give you a theme. And then I realized, you know what? We have a different theme for this, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's fun and it's been a while. So let's play uh, the explain that meme theme to introduce our quiz. And maybe if I turned it up, that would help. Too. That oh, here we go. There, there's the fun. We're back. It's like we're putting on a tie again. I mean, themes were better back in the... 70. Way better. Oh, man. They went to so much work just for some lame game show. <laughs> anyway, it's time for your quiz. I should explain another meme at some point, though. Yeah, we, haven't, have we haven't revisited Couple that in episodes. a while. We'll, we'll, we'll save it, but I think I got one in mind for oh, future great. people. Yes. All right. See, that was both. That got us started. We're back. We're back as when we were originally dating and we were putting on clean clothes. I like it. <laughs> Uh, this is a 10-question quiz, all right, uh, and it's about uh, schisms and, and churches and, uh, uh, that went away, oh. that are no longer around. So uh, let's start with number one. In the 9th ninth, ninth century, Melchizedekians, named for King of Salem, were a Christian sect from Phrygia, 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 referred to as the Athangi, or Untouchables. The sect was monarchian, meaning they believed God to have only one divine personhood as opposed to a divine trinity. They didn't follow the practice of circumcision, and no wonder, since its adherents often refused to touch any other man. When food or gifts were offered, what did the Melchizedekians demand the previous owner do? And here's, you have choices here. (laughs) You don't have to come up with it. Uh, They never received gifts or food, so that'd be a trick question. Mm. Both parties had to close their eyes while the handoff occurred. Place them on the ground first, then the recipient could pick them up. Gifts could only be accepted by the recipient's wives. This is the Melchizedekians. They had to place it on the ground first. That's what I would say. Place it on the ground. Okay, we won't know until we uh, calibrate your uh, tabulate. I don't know. Score. Score. (laughs) Score. Until the score. The Aquarii. Aquarii. I don't know. Two eyes. 
known as the hypohydroparasitia to the Greeks, uh, were an ancient Christian denomination accused of heresy during the taking of the Eucharist. Instead of providing wine for Holy Communion, the Aquarii gave their adherents what? Fish, water, loaves, ale. Water. That's what I would have done with that name, yes. In, the, uh, in 11th century France, the Archdeacon of Angers refuted the long-held claim that the process of the Eucharist changed bread and wine into the substances of Christ's physical body and blood. That refutation led to his imprisonment and the formation of the Berengarian sect. What is the Roman Catholic practice which he disagreed with known as? And transubstantiation, right? Yes, yes. That was a long way to get to that. <laughs> what is transubstantiation? <laughs> The Pisagian Christian sect of 13th century northern Italy were viewed as heretics, according to Preposinitus, I don't know, Preposinitus of Cremona. The Pasagini were not viewed as proper Christians since they continued to practice many of the older Jewish customs, which of the following was not part of their faith structure. The consumption of only kosher foods, the observance of Jewish holy days, the mandatory circumcision of their male adherents, the belief that Christ was equal to God. Which one was not? Was not part of their faith. The Pisagian Christian sect of 13th century northern Italy. The consumption of only kosher foods, the observance of Jewish holy days, the mandatory circumcision of their male... Observance of uh, Jewish holy days, I'll do. Observance, okay. Uh, almost halfway through. The Cowardites were off were often the name given to the that's what it says here. Okay. <laughs> were often the name given to the Bible Christian Church denomination began by Englishman William Coward in 1809. The church had a Pelagian approach to religion, meaning they didn't take too much stock in original sin and argued that free will decided your fate in heaven. Yet the Cowardites were most famous for, oddly enough, beginning what modern movement including in the U.S. Self-flagellation, that doesn't seem a modern movement, vegetarianism, neoliberalism, predestination. <laughs> I'm going to go with vegetarianism. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Tundrakians, I think we're in Game of Thrones territory <laughs> now, a possible variation of the Pollution movement of 9th century Armenia was considered so heretical that some don't even consider it a Christian sect, save for the basic tenet that they believed Christ a savior. They were demonized as being sexually promiscuous, but it was one belief of theirs that truly scared the church hierarchy the most, causing them to try and crush the denomination. What was that belief, Pastor Dave? Your choices are the abolition of the church and its feudal rights, the denial of the soul as immortal, the refusal to accept marriage as a religious sacrament, the rejection of a day of Sabbath. A. Let's go with A. All right, almost there. Three more. The Adamites, who espoused mystic ideas, morphed into the Begards in Germany and the Picards in Bohemia. All of these denominations declared they had gone back to the innocence of the source of humanity, Adam, before he sinned. In that sense, the sects were rumored, truthfully or untruthfully, to have which of the following ceremonial practices? Apple consumption. Rib creation rituals. I did not write this quiz. <laughs> Morning genuflection, nude worship. Nude worship, <laughs> man. You knew it was coming. No, it was like something naked. Uh, the Adelf Adelphagi, A-D-E-L-O-F-P, sorry, P-H-A-G-I. Adelf Adelf Adelophagi. Yeah. 
Ugh, I told you. We're a fourth century sect that used this Bible quote to explain their religious practices. If you were to give me half your house, I would not go with you, nor would I eat bread or drink water in this place. For so it was commanded me by the word of the Lord. As such, what does their name loosely translate to? Breadwinners, bad guests, secret eaters, gift returners. Mm. The Adelophagi. Adelophagi? Something, e- is there one with eater in it? Secret eaters? Yeah, the secret eaters. Yes, that is what fag, faggy means. Uh, one denomination with an odd story were the Osgoodites, led by Jacob Osgood, a 300-pound preacher. Oh, that was unnecessary. From 19th century <laughs> <Jeez>. New Hampshire. <laughs> Osgood claimed he was a prophet that could heal by touch and revile doctors. As the Osgoodites believed that man's law was inferior and unequal to God's law, which of the following did they not consider against their beliefs? Serving in the military, voting in elections, holding outdoor revival meetings, paying taxes. So which one did they not consider against their beliefs? So double negative. Holding Holding outdoor revival meetings. That was my guess earlier, too. The Confessional Church, or the Bekenida Kerka, was formed in response to the Nazification of the German churches. The members of this church attempted to help Jewish clergy and others escape the concentration camps and often hid them. One famous Lutheran pastor, famous for his poetry and himself the survivor of a concentration camp, helped to start the Confessional Church. Who was this famous pastor? Martin Niemuller, Armand Jean Duplessis, Thomas Woolsey, Archibald Tate. I'd go with Martin Niemöller. Let's tabulate your answers. You got, first I'll give you your general score. It looks like you got, oh, you got one wrong. Nine out of ten. Yeah, nine out of ten. Nicely done. Yes, what did I get wrong? The first one? Uh... The Pisagian Christian sect, uh, which part of not part of their faith structure? The oh, correct was that answer, the, the, the Jewish? You answered the of? observance of Jewish holy days. Which one? The was correct it? answer was the belief that Christ was equal to God. Man, wow. Yeah, they weren't really Christian. That's very odd. Yeah. So otherwise, you uh, you nailed it. Well done. Wow, I'm impressed. Man, you know a lot about. Dead Christian sects. I, I know a lot about like parsing words and then <laughs> relating them to a uh, relating them to a multi multiple choice. But th- hey, that's a skill in and of itself. And Mike got seven out of ten. He told me earlier, which is I did. I was excellent. reading it very quickly and, and clicking because you were coming up the driveway too. So I I didn't read the last three questions. Oh. No, I swear. Really? I'm not, I'm not but dodging. you guess? I guess because I oh. needed to get to the answers so I could see because I needed to prepare it for you. Uh, the phagy thing I only know from autophagy or autophagy. Is that e- self-eating? Self-eating. That's your cells it, it, when, you, when you either fast or you go low-carb. They go through a process of autophagy. I like autophagy, but many people say autophagy. Mm, it's sort of like, so that's the only reason I knew it. That's your Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. <laughs> Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there it is. Nice. Uh, I won't play the theme again. I think you get the idea. Da, 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 da. So, Nine out of ten. That was good. Thank you. Yeah. So we explained why there's so many denominations and and why that's not ne- that's not a mark against the truth of the faith. And then uh, you know, well, there's definitely certainly downsides um, 
and scandalous portions to that. There's also this uh, uh, this upside to the fact that uh, that that there is it's a reflection of the freedom um, that we do have now. And uh, yeah, so it's not all bad. Yeah. So stop your complaining. Person. Yeah. Exactly. It's Repent and submit to the book. not a book. I know. I love it. And by the way, I couldn't resist. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Boogie down. Anyway, this has been uh, Like Trees Walking. We thank you for joining the pastor and I week after week, and we'll be back with another one very soon. Woohoo! Da, da, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>